All right, so we were talking before we started taping here. Uh, Adam, I asked, have you been watching the Wrexham show? Welcome to yeah. Wrexham, which is a very good show. I've been watching it. Um, but I said, you know, uh, you know, I've missed the last couple. You've missed the last couple. But uh, both of yeah. us discovered something interesting. Uh, you told me that your wife is really loving the show. Yeah. She's like, yeah, have you been watching it? She keeps on saying, have you watched it? Have you watched it? I said, no, I missed the last couple. And my wife has also been watching the show. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, wow, she's finally going to start watching uh, soccer football (laughs) with me. She's, you know, this is going to be a thing here. And then we both kind of realized at the same moment, like, wait a minute, Ryan Reynolds is the reason why. (laughs) Isn't Isn't that the case? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we have uh, a show of free cakes to do, and we'll do that up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Rick. I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Minutia Men podcast. Rick is the former executive producer of two Hall of Fame radio shows. Dave is an out-of-the-box thinker, a guerrilla marketer, and former advertising agency. We've been friends for 40 years. I was the best man at Dave's wedding. Yeah, you were an okay man at best. Was that really necessary? Minutia Men and Opie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is the Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So how's Wrexham been doing in these games? Oh, I don't know. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a team? It revolves around a team? I didn't even know. I thought it was just about Ryan Reynolds. You know what is funny about that show, though, is uh, for you especially that uh, that there have been several games in your old neck of the woods. Uh, you know, That's right. The, the Maidenhead, is that the name of the team that uh, yeah, you follow? Yeah, so, yeah, so one of the – so I, it was clo- – it was – few episodes away i think it was actually the first time that they actually got to see uh wrexham live because obviously this was filmed all during the covid situation but uh, they got to go down to maidenhead and that's a that's a club that my brother actually played with oh did uh, he really played. yeah yeah he played with their youth teams and everything um and then my best friend was the captain of that team for many many years the semi-professional team so he played with them he's still affiliated with the, with the club as well um and then the interesting when I was a little kid, this kind of goes back. We would always play our cup final games. That was a big deal in England, cup finals. So we would always play our cup finals on that field. So, and I always joke about this, even with Indian coaching education. I'm like, I was playing on that field, eleven aside, under nines. Yeah. So imagine, <laughs> imagine that. I mean, I probably touched the ball eight times. I have no idea. All I just, I still vision where I was. I was playing right back on the corner of the box whether or not i moved from that area i have no idea but that was back in the days back in the 80s that's how we played 11 aside on full-size fields so yeah we did the same here come a long way that's for sure except our field was wells park on montrose avenue and it had a baseball diamond on it and you know it was (laughs) and we we had to line up before the games and walk across the field and pick up all the glass off the field but it's exactly the same otherwise (laughs) it's here yeah 
But to be fair, yeah. Wrexham, I don't know if you saw the last result. Uh, I saw the last score. They they just played Barnet in their last game. They just won 7-5. to five. So they're getting closer to American uh, football scores. So they yeah. had a touchdown at least. So, uh, But 7-5, <laughs> to five, that was kind of a crazy game. But they're, they're off to a pretty decent... Uh, season i think they're in the top two or three this year so they're doing all right so all right who knows? well don't ruin this the series now we're all now we know what's oh, gonna that's, happen that's currently <laughs> this year this is all last year so there you oh, go exactly. okay yeah but all they're, right they're, they're doing well doing well well let's get to the real story here and that's this premier league football what's happening on the pitch and uh you know this past weekend might have been one yeah. of the best games of the year uh, Arsenal against Liverpool. It really was a spectacular game. Did you watch mm-hmm. it? I did. I did get to see it. Good game. Um, and uh, as as you mentioned, uh, maybe we need to start talking about Arsenal as being contenders. I mean, uh, they look pretty good. Their, definitely their biggest statement that, that you could make. Uh, you know, they beat Tottenham the week before, but now they're beating a Liverpool team that, uh, you know, certainly obviously got their own struggles. You know, they're 10th in the league. I know. Who would have Who would have thought this? Your I team, know. eight games played, 10 points. They've only got two. Amazing. I know. I know. I, we'll talk no. about Liverpool in a second. But first, <laughs> uh, let's talk about Arsenal because they are top of the table. Yeah. Um, ahead of maybe the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, and they have been, you know, beating all comers that that uh, head their direction. And this this uh, this past weekend, they beat uh, you know very well stocked, even though maybe sluggish Liverpool team. Yeah. And yeah. despite the bad referee decision that gave them the winning goal, I think they mm-hmm. did deserve to win that game. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think they they just got things right right now in terms of their their lineup. Got a solid goalkeeper in Ramsdale. Really, I mean, probably, to be fair, one of the signings of the season in uh, Jesus from Man City. You know, I guess that's one way to do it, right? Take their players, because <laughs> but they they replaced him with a pretty good forward. But yeah, that's another story. I think they're okay. <laughs> but um, but I, I just like the way that their setups good. You know, they've got two good holding midfielders in Party and, and Zaka, and then uh, then they've got the other Zaka on the outside. Uh, and Martinelli, who is just super fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I have not been paying attention to Martinelli uh, until this past week. Uh, he is, uh, he's scary. He's He's got yeah. some, he's got the speed, plus he's got uh, some finishing power. Uh, and he's Brazilian, isn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, he can, he can finish. He's, he's able to create problems for teams. I think, yeah, he's, he's. I think they, he was ranked as the player of the match in this past game. So obviously he had a big, big difference. And the amazing thing is, and I think this is the difference between Arsenal now to the years before, is they've got players when they come off, they they replace them with just as good a player. Yeah. You know, like a, a Katiani, who's a defender, you know, he's he's still coming on and, and causing problems for them, you know. And so, and they've got other players who are on the bench uh, that can definitely make a difference so their strength in depth is definitely better and so i think that's why arsenal is is doing so well and they bought into the system right yeah uh arteta took a while to get this team to buy in and basically what he had to do was get rid of all the old veterans who weren't buying in right that's right that's right yeah 
yeah, some of those players who weren't, you know, like an Aubameyang was a big, a big decision. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny how it's all gone full circle and now he's at Chelsea. But, um, you know, he's, he was a player that obviously he had conflicts with and made that big move. He was the captain, got rid of him, changed things around. Um, and then made, made um, I think, who's the, I'm not sure remember who the, oh, uh, Odegaard is the new captain. Yeah. A player that's probably, you know, still was uh, people were unsure about. But again, he's playing extremely well and uh, people are loving what he's doing. And so uh, I think Arsenal's a team that we need to definitely watch as a potential top four team. I don't know if they've got enough to win it, but you never know. They they're, they sit in tenth. That mm-hmm. you can, I mean, maybe if they catch fire, they might be able to get back into the Champions League picture. But it's not looking very good right now. And so, my question to you is this: Have the seven years of this uh, high attacking club mm-hmm. style started to wear this team? <laughs> city of those games, possibly, possibly. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, when you look at the the lineup they had, I mean, I'd still take that front four any day of the week. <laughs> I know, like, you know, you know. Um, and Nunes is a new player. I thought it was interesting um, when I don't know if you heard about this that Nunes came out and said he doesn't understand anything the Klopp's saying. I don't know if you saw that. So maybe that part might that might be his problem. <laughs> so, but he actually played okay. I think on the weekend, I think he did all right. Scored a nice goal. I, I just think there's yeah, there's just something just not clicking. Maybe there's a bit of tiredness. I've noticed, and a lot of people are talking that Salah seems to be a little bit more wider than he usually is. Yeah, certainly not cutting in as much. Jota's still coming from an injury. Diaz obviously went off injured. Right. Um, and and they just they've been dealing with injuries. Van Dijk's not as the, the same player he, as he was in terms of dominating. Um, and he's been under more. He's out. That's right. So they're dealing with injuries and it's just not firing. And I think the shuffling of the the team and the players has definitely had an effect on it. And uh, I think he's just he still hasn't found his perfect lineup yet. I mean, that's not to say they didn't play well in in spurts. I think there was 15, 20 minutes after they scored where they looked like the better team. Well, that's true. But, again, it's consistency, and I think that's where Arsenal is better than than Liverpool right now. They're being more consistent, and that's why Liverpool is struggling. They just haven't figured out their best lineup yet. And uh, Trent, uh, Alexander-Arnold, were both pulled... Yeah. Uh, during the game, and neither of them for injury reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Mo Salah get pulled like that in the 60th minute or whenever he was pulled out. Um, yeah. and he was just doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just not getting the ball. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the person behind him in Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's having, he's struggling. You know, I... I it's hard to say. I mean, people are giving him a lot of grief from a defensive standpoint. I think when when teams are putting this Liverpool team under so much pressure, it's not just necessarily him. It's everybody. I think he just gets exposed a little bit at times just because he's there. Still very good offensively. Um, but He does get a lot of heat, though, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he, why, why he is does. that? I mean, it seems like he gets it more than anybody else. Yeah. I think it's because of the standards he set. You know, every you know when he came in and started playing so well, 
such a high level. Everybody was saying that he's one of the best players in the world. Right. And when 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 people start talking about right backs and players, best players in the world, people were thinking, "My goodness, yeah, maybe he is." But I think there's this realism now that you know he has to understand that he's a good player, but he's also got got to get back to the basics a little bit, um, and and also understand that he has to be a defender first. Um, maybe he might be better suited playing more as a midfield player rather than a defender. That's funny but. you say that because that's what I've been thinking uh, for the last, I don't know, about a year or so. Uh, yeah. Because he does get exposed. He doesn't have a tremendous amount of speed. So he has a hard time getting back against some of the faster mm-hmm. uh, play. And, and we're talking about Martinelli. That's, yeah, why, they, yeah. that's why they pulled him. Right. Because right. he couldn't cover him. Yeah, exactly, and and that's and that's I could certainly understand because Martinelli is so quick, and so and Salah I don't think is much of a defender either. No, so that no. just exposes Alex Arnold. You know, he gets kind of put on this island, so to speak, where it's just one on one, and so puts him under a lot of pressure. And um, and the other and everybody else isn't playing as well, so everything's multiplied. So when he gets exposed, if Matip doesn't cover for him. Yeah. There's an there's issue. So, just not quite there. Um, again, when you look at the lineup, it's still a solid lineup. They're just not playing as well. So the question about uh, Trent is this: you know, we've got a World Cup coming up in a, about a yeah. month. Um, has he played himself off that team? I think he's going to go, but he probably won't start. I mean, there's a plethora of right backs in England. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, a, a certain Mr. Reese James, not, you know, at Chelsea, I think he's probably the starting right back. I mean, Kyle Walker is another right back, yeah. although he has had to have surgery, so he might be out for a little while. So he's going to be struggling to get fit for the World Cup. But. Reese James probably from a consistency standpoint is the best player but again it depends on how you play they play with three in the back maybe Trent Alexander-Arnold can play as a a wing back potentially so lots of things could potentially happen I still wouldn't have a problem with having Trent Alexander-Arnold as a central midfielder potentially as well yeah. Um, so again, what do we know? Well you know it's like Beckham at the the end of his career uh with england he was really only in there for those set pieces (laughs) you know he wasn't really running around very much and so but set piece he'd come up there and boom goal that's why he's in there yes trent can do the same thing yeah yeah he can he can hit a free kick and you know as we all talk about 40 percent of goals are off, off set pieces so there's got to be something that he can provide when he's on the field so absolutely All right, now don't look now, but Manchester United is yeah. is back. They're within sniffing distance of the top four, just one point behind Chelsea. Um, right. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, what I think it, it was a good, good four result. Four out of the last the five, weekend. right? Four out. Of, yeah. They've won four of their last five. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the hiccup against Man City, and I think uh, I don't think there's anybody's going to have too many here. Uh, you know issues with that because Man City is at a different level but you know when you look at the Man United team I'm extremely happy for Cristiano Ronaldo to get his chance I mean when you look at what he's done I mean just talking about the numbers 700 goals I know that's that's absolutely amazing 
you know, you know, we back in the day we'd always talk about Pele. Pele had over a thousand goals, right? So, but to get seven hundred, it's really an amazing, amazing record. And I think there was a statistic. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but even though Haaland is having such a good year, he would still need to score 40 goals for the next 15 years to get even close to 700. So that gives you an idea of the magnitude of what Cristiano Ronaldo has done. But uh, they played well against an Everton team that is defensively very strong. Um, Maybe not so much from an attacking standpoint, but Lampard seems to have got them sorted out a little bit defensively. Yeah. Um, And... uh, great result for, for, for Man United so I think you know I I think probably the difference in terms of the players is Anthony coming in you know he's got three goals in his first three games as yeah. a Premier League player he's certainly people aren't talking about him as much but he is scoring goals scored another one uh, he's scoring goals when they need him and I think that's been a really good signing yep I, I agree uh, now I was just looking at the uh at the table uh, yeah. where we sit right now. And numbers six through nine are just uh, a little shocking uh, if you've been following the <laughs> league the last few years. Uh, yeah. Right now, we've got Newcastle in sixth, Brighton yeah. in seventh, Bournemouth in eighth, and Fulham in ninth. Um, talk to me about those teams which <laughs> ones are are the contenders and which ones are yeah. the pretenders in that bunch or are they all pretenders yeah i can you couldn't you couldn't have picked those groups could you i mean there's no, no way that you could predict that we um, both picked bournemouth we, to be relegated this year oh really yeah <laughs> well still a lot of still a lot of games yeah that's played, true that's for sure and to be fair they do have a minus 12 goal differential so <laughs> right. they are maybe in a, in a slightly different position yeah they lost nine nil against the 10th place team exactly <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so who knows who knows but um but yeah I, I think out of those groups newcastle is definitely legitimate i think they've got some they've got the pieces there calvert um callum wilson is now back hopefully they can keep him fit he just scores goals when they yeah. need goals so i think he's good and brighton i think is up there I think probably Bournemouth and Fulham have probably got off to a decent start. I just think they're going to start dropping. They're going to get pulled down into that relegation area. I just can't see them keeping it up. I mean, both of those teams, and this kind of gives you an idea, both of those teams have minus goal differential. To be fair, Bournemouth hasn't lost in their last five games, but Fulham's lost three of their last five. Right. So there's definitely that momentum's going down. Um, so I, I think those teams are maybe a little bit out of their realm right now. But I think uh, what you've got is you've got a Newcastle and a Brighton team that are going to be definitely in that top six to eight teams for sure over the course of the season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, official state association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. 
All right, we still got a lot more show. We'll find out what's happening in uh, Adam's office. We'll uh, guess the Premier League star. And also, uh, Adam's TV tip. So much more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What do you get when you hear a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Meyer having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get Minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's celebrity. Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. The director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So somebody who clearly knows everything <laughs> there is to know about what is happening in the state of Illinois What's happening? Wow. What a build-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of things going on. We're excited about all of the things happening. October's a busy month. Um, we're going to be having some of our State Cup finals kind of bleeding into the first week of November, but we've got President's Cup on the women's uh, on the girls' side. We've got State Cup as well because uh, the girls are playing their seasons right now, especially because the boys will flip it in the spring. So um, we're excited about uh, those games that are going to be coming up in Rockford at the end of the month and the first part of November. So if people want to go watch some of those games, definitely mm-hmm. do that. And then the other exciting part, you know, unfortunately, whenever we start talking about this, you know the weather's getting worse. Futsal! Oh, Futsal no. is back. <laughs> I know. I know. It's kind of scary to, to say that. But here's the exciting thing. So we, we are hosting our Illinois Youth Soccer Futsal State Cup and the winners get an opportunity to represent Illinois at the national championships. So our futsal state cups are in January 28th, 29th, up in Rockford. We've got, we've got a great facility there, indoor facility. Um, but the winners, if they win, they get to go to the national championships. So if you're a club and you, you want to play some futsal and give yourself an opportunity to potentially represent the state of Illinois – and, and you go directly to the national championships, this could be a great opportunity. So state champions go straight away. The national championships are in Virginia Beach, so not a bad place to be, February 24th to 26th. And our state uh, futsal cups are January 28th to 29th. So want to make sure that people are aware of that. All of our registration is on our website, IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. And along with that, ODP is still open. Definitely if people are, kids are interested, in being part of that supplemental program. Uh, great opportunity to improve their game over the winter months as well. Go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org for more information on ODP. But futsal is open. Hopefully uh, teams can register for that, and that would be great. Okay. Time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, so this one... Um is kind of questionable on the star uh, level but um well let me just let's just do it and see what you think okay all right okay uh he is 25 years old this uh this player and he he's currently playing for his third Premier league team all right before this he played for two of the biggest clubs in england um but he rarely played right so he was uh, a youth player, young, you know, he 
he was on the rosters, got a couple of appearances here and there, um, but really didn't start shining until he went to his current team where he plays right now. Okay. Okay. He's from Reading. Mm, just down the road. Yeah. That's right. His father is Nigerian. Um, okay. He has one cap for England. All right. So, um, and I didn't know that. Just so you know, it's not something that was made a big deal out of. It was a a friendly game against Brazil. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is a striker. And has scored 48 goals for his current club since 2019. Okay. Now, it's not one of the big clubs. Okay. But it's a Premier League club. It is. Not one of the big clubs. Um, would you, Would it be fair to say he's playing like for like a Southampton or something like that? Uh, no. It's one of the teams we discussed that are in the um, surprising zone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And he wears number nine. Okay. Where's number nine? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, this this may be a tip. I'm not sure if it is or not. Um, uh, Jose Mourinho spotted him uh, when he was playing in the youth side of your favorite club. Okay. And said, when he saw him play, he said, if that guy doesn't become a star, you can blame Jose. Wow. So okay. they saw him as a potential superstar. Okay. Got it. I think I, I, think I, I, think I know who it is. Ooh, and really? I'm surprised he hasn't played. Um, you know, he, like you said, he's definitely being inconsistent. He was at, at absolutely, like you said, at two of the biggest clubs because he was at, if I remember, Liverpool. Yep. And he was at Chelsea. Right. Um, and he's playing, like you said, this is definitely questionable in terms of him being a star. But <laughs> this was a player I was thinking of as a, a player that could do it. I didn't realize he was born in Reading, so that's interesting. But this would be Dominic Solanke with Bournemouth. That's right. That's right. He's he's pretty good. I've watched him a few times this year. Um, kind of sneaky good. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, but, and he, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he started. He started at Chelsea again. Another product of the Chelsea Youth Academy. I mean, we, think about these players that the Chelsea have produced in terms right, of the I academy. Know. I mean, we both visited there. We yeah. saw what they do. It's amazing when you look well you at know all there the are certain levels play. of players in the world and I'm... <laughs> could you repeat go ahead and tell us exactly what those well there's would be. there's your grassroots player right yeah, no, no. uh then yours the, then there's your your player that uh you know can play for uh you know a uh a premier league type club yeah yep, yep. um then you have uh, someone who is like a national level <laughs> type player, yeah. and then there's Chelsea. Exactly. <laughs> Remember the top of the tree. That's what they told us. Champions we League players, and then there's Chelsea players. <laughs> just so you remember. And he started at Chelsea as an under eight. There you go. Gives you an idea. So, yeah, uh, he did. He did. And we watched those under eights play. Um, it really is fascinating. <laughs> it really is fascinating the way they they do the youth program in England. Um, mm-hmm. And they start those boys up when they are 
you know, we lads. Yeah. They're signing contracts at nine. Yeah. So they'll probably sign some type of a, a yearly contracts. I mean, in a lot of ways, we kind of do the same thing at the levels we have here. But uh, um, the, these 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 players are playing for Chelsea at under nine. So kind of exciting for them. And obviously, not all of them make it, right. but a lot do. And so uh, it's exciting to see where they're at. Yeah. That's, that's Dominic Solanke. Yeah, it's a player. All right. It's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right, we mentioned there's lots of Champions League games. We'll talk about those next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as the Premier League goes, what do we got? Yeah, big big week of Champions League games. Uh, but in terms of this week, again, another good solid week of games. Uh, we'll see if how Arsenal does. They're on the road against Leeds, United of America. Well, they had a tough tough result on the weekend but uh, and then you've got Man United Newcastle which is always a good game to watch high scoring really exciting um, and then you've got Spurs and Everton which I think will be a good one but there's really only one game to watch it has to be your Liverpool Sunday the 16th of October are they going to be contenders or are they pretenders <laughs> this year against Manchester City Sunday, October yeah. 16th. That's probably going to be an NBC game. Um, 10.30 kickoff. Definitely worth watching to see how they do. Yeah. At least uh, <laughs> at least Liverpool's <laughs> got an easy one here to, to bounce back with uh, after, yeah. after oh, the Arsenal goodness. game. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just, I, th- I think it'll be a good game. I think, you know, if there's a team that could beat Man City, it could be potentially Liverpool. Um, and it, on a on a one off, but like I mentioned, I'm sticking with my prediction, and I don't think Man City's going to lose a game all year. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anyway, they might lose on penalty kicks in a in a cup game, but they will not officially lose a game. Yeah, that I keep, put I, some money on that. I was just thinking the same thing. I uh, my my son actually called me up and asked me to put some money on that. Um, after one of our previous episodes, I I yeah. think I I think I will. I think I'll actually. Okay gamble on that and of course now they're they're gonna lose to liverpool (laughs) yeah and remember if you win half goes to me so there you go right and let me look at the fine print there i don't see no i don't really see i'm reading it it doesn't seem like that's in the contract here but yeah it's in there it's in there it's right at the bottom all right fine print have your attorney contact me (laughs) free kicks is brought to you by green white soccer club 65 years of soccer excellence and actually I must correct that. It. It's 66 years now. I was just wow. looking at the uh, the old files. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages. Go to www.greenwhitesoccer.org. And you know I'm an old man because I just said the www part, and nobody oh, says gosh. that anymore. Yeah. I, I get cr- my my sons really like dead. Nobody says that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an old man. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?